Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Okay. Good morning, guys. Welcome back to Not Your Typical with Not Your Typical Fitness Lover, Caitlin Nolan. Today, hopefully, the podcast sounds a little bit different. I actually upgraded my podcast equipment, which is exciting because... I tried to upgrade it last month and I bought new equipment and I was super excited about it. And then I feel like the quality just sounded so much worse and that just sucks because I tried to invest in the podcast and I was trying to make it sound better, but then it actually did the opposite. And when I listened to it back in the car two episodes ago, I was like, what the heck? This is the exact opposite of what I was trying to do. And it was honestly discouraging. I didn't even want to record until I got this new equipment in. So hopefully it's finally sounding the best that it can sound. I always try and invest myself into the things that I'm doing. Like for example, on podcasting, I want the equipment to sound good. I want the editing to be sharp. I want the timeline to be very structured for my podcast. And then like for YouTube, if I am editing a video, I will look up on YouTube how to do XYZ so that it actually looks good. And is just the best quality that I could put out there because that's just honestly my personality type. I try and go above and beyond for anything because I think that the payoff that way is so much better. And I've learned that throughout my entire life. Like even with jobs, like I'm going to try and be the best I can be at my job, even if it was just like a tiny stepping stone in my career. I feel like, I don't know, I've just always been the type to go 100% at anything. So when I try to do that, but then it's like the opposite reaction, I feel like it just affects my mood. And yeah, so hopefully it sounds good. Hopefully you guys are not mad at me for the past couple episodes of it being bad quality. But today I'm really excited to talk about this episode topic. I thought it would be fun to share the ways that I'm going to have just the best summer yet and almost romanticize my summer and just make sure that I'm doing the things that feel good to me, make sure that I'm focusing on the small things that really will make a difference this summer and I thought of things that I've never talked about today I have a list of eight different things and I just feel like this is going to be probably one of my favorite episodes yet and I'm also the most excited I've ever been for a season of my life if you guys have been keeping up with the podcast or my youtube then you know that Hunter and I are actually moving in legit three days by the time you guys listen to this episode and I can't wait. I feel like this is just going to be such a good step for us. We're moving into a house and it's really cool just looking back at Hunter and I's relationship. Every year we have not only grown as people and individuals, but our relationship has grown so much and it's just really cool even looking back at some of the YouTube videos. I 
I'm just so excited. We've gone from an apartment to a bigger apartment, then to a townhome, and now we're making the jump to having an, an actual home with a yard. And I just feel like it's going to be such a fun genre of life. And then also it's so close to all of our friends, like literally walking distance to some of our friends' houses. And I just can't wait. It's going to be such a fun summer. And I'm also super excited that we're staying in California. I was actually talking to my friend Katie today, which is my not so typical obsession of the week. And that is just following your gut feeling. Obviously, I love Arizona. I love all my friends there. Katie lives there. She's my best friend and has been for the past 10 years. And I would love to be close to her. But there is a draw for both Hunter and I to live in California. And I just feel like being here for one year obviously wouldn't be enough to like be satisfied. I think one day there's a huge possibility that we will settle down and raise a family in Arizona, but I also just feel like California does have a really big piece of our heart and I will always be an Arizona girl, but I definitely feel like California is where we're meant to be and I'm happy that we listened to that gut feeling because we talked about it so many times and it always came back to the feeling of I'm going to be so sad if we have to leave and I was telling Katie that today I was like, honestly, since we are moving on Friday, if we were moving back to Arizona on Friday, I would be a wreck. Like I would be so sad that we were leaving and I'm just happy that we followed our gut because that's the opposite of how I feel. I'm so excited for a Friday to come. And I think that just goes to show that we know ourselves better than anyone. There was a lot of people in our ears telling us California is so expensive. The food is expensive. The rent's expensive. It's like you have to pay for parking when you randomly go out to dinner sometimes or you have more like commitment in person for your job like driving up to LA and the gas is expensive this this and this and I feel like there's been times when we were talking about moving where we did obviously consider the facts and like the statistics side of moving but it just always underweighed the feeling uh, that we get when we think about California how fun it is to go to the beach, how fun it is to be surrounded by all new restaurants. And honestly, I am such a believer that if you move out of your hometown, you will grow so much as a person. I think that moving was probably the biggest turning point in my entire life. And I'm already such a different person than I was a year ago. I've learned so much. I'm so much more independent. Even though I moved with my boyfriend, I just grew so much as a person I can't even explain it. I feel like if you've done it, then you understand. But when you move out of your state that you grew up in, somewhere that you feel so comfortable, you have community, you have your family, you have roots in a specific area. When you move away from that, the lessons that come along is just indescribable. And I feel like it definitely has been a hard year. You guys have seen that. I've had a lot of ups and downs. And honestly, this was probably one of the hardest years of my life. But at the same time, it was also the best year. So it's really confusing and hard but I wouldn't change it for the world and I'm so excited for the next step you guys can obviously follow me on Instagram and YouTube so you guys can kind of see that process even this weekend like I'll definitely be posting as we move and I'm just so excited to share that side of life with you but that was my not so typical obsession just following your gut and doing what you know is the best for you no matter what other people are saying and no matter what the cons kind of bring to the table if you know that the pros are what's going to make you happy then you just have to go with it and trust yourself and just follow through with the things that are going to be best for you my not so typical dislike this week is just change and obviously when you move 
it's going to be a lot of change. It's going to be change of environment. It's going to be change of pace. It's going to be change of daily routine, which is a good thing because obviously when you move, you have this huge opportunity to kind of set your day up the way that you want it to look in this new space, which I'm really excited about because I definitely have been lacking in routine and I've been lacking in structure, which I do want to focus on for the summer, which I'll talk about today. But I also think that change is scary and change is, yes, something we can grow from, but with growth always comes challenge. And knowing that there's going to be challenge is scary, even just in general, the move, like it's going to be challenging moving an entire home to a different home when we don't have as many people here or we don't have a million dollars to spend on movers, you know, like even just beyond that, I'm going to miss the area that we live in so much now. And it's also very nostalgic to me because this was the first home that we had in California. So I can already see ourselves in like 10 years driving our kids to this area being like, oh my gosh, look at that's our first town home that we had. And yeah, if you guys ever are looking to move to California, please check out Laguna Niguel because it's the best area. It's right next to Dana Point. It's right next to Laguna Beach. It's so close to the freeway to get to Newport. And we're actually moving to the Newport Costa Mesa area, which is only 20 minutes away, but it's definitely going to be different. And I'm excited but nervous for all the change coming, but at least we'll be able to talk through everything as it comes on the podcast. But let's get into the actual topic of the episode which is how I'm going to have the best summer and I just kind of want to share with you guys things I've never talked about things that I really picked my own brain to think of that I want to focus on every single day and this isn't just like the little things like oh I want to wake up and ice roll my face that's great those are little things that I think boost our mood but just beyond that I really wanted to dive into what I want this summer and think about it and sit there and set up a game plan almost because I do have really high hopes for the summer and I think that that's a good thing to be hopeful for something and to be excited for it that's the way that I want to live my life I want to wake up every day being excited I don't want to wake up and be like I don't want to get out of bed I want to sleep longer like there's just always a huge difference in my life when I notice the way that I act when I first open my eyes in the morning you know like if my alarm goes off and I'm excited to jump out of bed then I know that I'm living true to what I want to be doing every single day. And that doesn't mean that everything has to be perfect. You know, we obviously have things that we have to do maybe for our job or maybe for school or responsibilities that take a lot out of us that we just have to do. And that's okay. You can have those things on top of the things that we love doing. So every little thing in your life, it's never going to be perfect and it shouldn't be perfect. Life comes with challenges and the challenges is what helps us become the person that we want to be. So think of every single challenge as a good thing. Maybe not being happy in your job or not being happy with where you live or the friends in your life, just certain things. And I just want to remind you guys that life shouldn't be perfect. There's always going to be things in your life that aren't going to plan or take a lot out of you or are stressful. There's always going to be things that we can't control. There's always going to be things that we feel like are chasing us, like we're never getting to the top and it's just an uphill battle, but you have to let those things happen and you can't put all of your focus on the fact that it's a struggle. You have to turn the other side and think, okay, well, this is part of my life. What am I going to do when I'm not doing that thing? to make sure that I'm enjoying my life, to make sure that I'm happy, to make sure that I'm filling my life up with things that are bettering me, filling my life up with things that I actually enjoy because I think that it's good not to have that complacent feeling of, oh, well, 
this is already in my life, so I might as well just sit here and not be happy, you know? Obviously, it's naive to say that happiness is a choice, but you can choose positive things throughout your life and focus on them as best as we can. So that's my first thing is keeping that optimistic mindset. My second thing that I wrote down was not letting the midday slump control the rest of my night. I definitely am the type of person that loves the morning. I love to wake up. I like to have my coffee. I like to plan my day. I like to tidy up, get ready, go work out. But then the three o'clock slump hits me and it's almost like I don't want to do anything. I'm exhausted from my day. I honestly think it's probably because I cram so much in the morning because I know that my personality is so much more hyper and energetic and focused and productive in the morning. So with knowing that, I feel like I definitely book a lot of my life in the morning, like workouts or even just meetings, podcast recordings. I book a lot of my stuff in the beginning of the day which is fine but then when it comes to the end of the day I feel like I just hit this wall at three and honestly I would be happy if I just moved that a little bit back like if I hit the wall at five or I hit the wall at six I just want to try and do things throughout my day that are helping me push through the day in a healthy way like not just always running to coffee or running to a matcha just to boost the energy when I could do things beyond that, like making sure that I'm getting enough sleep at night. That's something that's huge for me. I hate admitting this because it's so important. Sleep is so important and I preach it to you guys pretty much every single episode, but I can't fix my sleep schedule. Actually, I don't want to say I can't because I definitely can, but it's really hard for me, I guess. It's one of the biggest struggles for me is to fix my sleep schedule and even this week i was thinking about it i've had the worst sleep schedule this week and i was like why can i not sleep at night and then i realized it's not that i can't sleep at night it's that i'm choosing not to sleep at night and i'm choosing to watch netflix and i'm choosing to watch love island which i've been obsessed with and i don't want to go to bed because i want to watch but even though it's fun and that's something that kind of helps me escape like even just watching youtube is really fun for me at the end of the night And I've definitely had nights where I stay up later just because I want to watch YouTube and I'm having fun. But when you know you have to wake up the next day and knowing me, when my alarm goes off, I am going to get up. I'm not going to sleep in just because I know that I was up later that night. I have stuff to do. I have people to meet with. I have responsibility. I can't just sleep in every single day. So I know that in my head. So if I stay up late at night, I'm consciously making the decision to have a lack of sleep the next day. And I really am trying to put myself first and know that that isn't the best thing for me. So even though it's definitely not like an overnight thing, I'm just going to try and switch to maybe reading three nights a week instead of watching TV every single night, you know, and I go through phases where if I find a really good book, I do end up reading at night instead of watching TV and I definitely see a difference, but that's obviously not an everyday thing for me and There's never going to be anything that's an everyday thing for me because my life is constantly changing. I think all of our lives are just different on a day-to-day basis. And even sometimes we have family in town and obviously we're going to watch like a movie before we go to bed or stay up late talking. I'm just finding myself in a lot of situations that are aiding to my lack of sleep. And that's probably a huge reason why I do hit that midday wall. So for me, I just have to show up for myself and even though it's hard to say, no, I'm not going to watch TV right now. I'm going to turn the TV off and maybe journal until I fall asleep or do something that's off of a screen. 
even though I would way rather watch TV to fall asleep, it's just probably not the best thing for me. And that doesn't mean I'm going to never watch TV. Like, obviously, I love watching TV. So maybe I watch for an hour and then I move on to something else that is a little bit healthier for me personally. And that's just me personally. I know a lot of people who turn the TV on and then they fall right asleep. I know someone very specific and it's Hunter. He literally falls asleep every single night way before me. And it's just definitely different for everybody, especially if one person's more invested in a show. I'm definitely the type of person that gets super invested and interested in what I'm watching if it's something I like. So then I obviously don't want to go to bed because I'm like, oh, I have to see the end. And then I'm like, oh, I have to see the next episode. And then by the time I know it, it's been three hours and I'm not going to bed until one or two. And that's not productive for me. Really quick before we get into the actual bulk of the episode, I'm going to talk about the only sponsor for today's episode, which is ZocDoc. You know when you go on TikTok and you see all these things and you start to spiral and you're like, oh my gosh, do I have this? Do I have this? I need to get my hormones tested. I feel like I'm definitely not alone in that. I could spiral and just go through a rabbit hole. So it's nice to know that I have ZocDoc whenever I need it. ZocDoc is the only free app that lets you find and book doctors who are patiently reviewed that take your insurance and are available when you need them. And they also treat almost every single condition under the sun. You guys can go to ZocDoc.com typical and download the ZocDoc app for free. You guys can go to ZocDoc.com typical and download the ZocDoc app for free. Once you download it, then you can find and book a top-rated doctor today. Many are available actually within 24 hours. That's spelled Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash typical T-Y-P-I-C-A-L ZocDoc.com slash typical. Thank you ZocDoc for sponsoring today's podcast and let's get back into it. The next one that I wrote is I want to eat the rainbow and there's somebody in my life actually it's my cousin who really focuses on this and I feel like every time I hang out with her she really really inspires me to just get more vegetables in and also get different vegetables in. I so easily fall into eating the exact same things every week almost. Like even if I watch some of my old videos on YouTube where I'm like meal prepping for the week, I literally am like, okay, I still eat three of these recipes every single week. And you know, life is life. I can't eat the rainbow every single day and constantly be getting different nutrients and vitamins and all this stuff that's definitely hard to focus on and that's why I do feel like maybe I should look into greens powder that I am constantly taking because yes I do focus on adding vegetables and fruits to my diet but I have realized lately that I do tend to stick to the ones that I know how to make and I tend to stick to the ones that I prefer the taste of and there are definitely fruits and vegetables that I don't usually prepare myself that I do like the taste of. Like if I go to a restaurant or if I get like a Saqqara meal, I don't know if you guys have heard of that company, but it's like pre-made salads and bowls and stuff that have vegetables that I don't even know where to get. Like I don't know where to get dragon fruit. I don't even know if they have that at the grocery store, but I love trying new exotic fruits and vegetables and just different foods. So I'm trying to figure out a way where I can eat the rainbow and kind of switch it up without making it exhausting for me in the kitchen. And I feel like this is definitely something that's way far out. Like this is not something I would have done at the very beginning of my wellness journey. Like at that point, it was like, I just want to get fruits and vegetables in and not overthink it. But that to me is so easily done now. Like it's become so routine that I don't even think about it. I just go to the grocery store and get the same things and make the same meals. And it's something that I just am drawn to every single day naturally now that now I'm like, okay, let's challenge ourselves and let's add something 
more to our plate, something that's different. Or maybe a meal delivery service is something that I look into because I know that there are certain ones out there, like the one I just mentioned, Sakara, or there's Urban Remedy, which I know is like, I think only local to California because I find it in my Whole Foods. But you know, like just different ways to make my life easier. And I feel very grateful that I can even have that option, obviously. Like I have the ability to invest in that. But yeah, I still haven't made that jump yet. And I definitely still eat the same things over and over. So that's why eating the rainbow is something I do want to focus on this summer. And I just feel so much better when I am eating the rainbow and when I am getting in all my nutrients and vitamins. Like it's honestly a night and day difference. Not even just when I do focus on a bunch of different fruits and vegetables and stuff, but just fruits and vegetables in general, whole foods in general. That's probably the main focus in my wellness journey beyond anything else, which might be shocking because I do talk about fitness a lot and I do talk about working out, but that's because that's my specialty. Like I obviously have so much information on that genre that I feel comfortable sharing it. And I don't have any type of certification with being a nutritionist or dietitian. So I definitely hold back in that topic because I mean, I definitely learn about it a lot. I watch a lot of YouTubers, a lot of podcasts that have dietitians on, but I should get a dietitian on the podcast. So if you are a dietitian and you want to come on, definitely DM me. I've been trying to get Abby Sharp on since the very beginning, but no luck yet. Um, My next one that I wrote that kind of goes along with this one is to have vegan meals and vegan protein only because I think having this goal for me is just another way to switch up my meals. I think I just fall into routine, like I was saying, and there's just certain recipes that I know that I'm going to make every week. So I go to the grocery store, I get the ingredients, and I think that's great. That's a great tool to use for your fitness and wellness journey is having those easy recipes that you can run to on the nights that you don't feel like cooking or that you know that you just want to have a really nutritious, yummy, energizing meal, but you don't feel like either going out and spending the money at a restaurant for them to prepare it for you or spending an extra hour on this recipe you found in a cookbook that is just going to kind of drain you at the end of the night which I do like switching it up and doing like new recipes and stuff occasionally I just think it's probably like once or twice a week rather than every single meal so I'm not saying that I'm doing anything wrong by having all these basic meals that I always make but switching it up finding new vegan recipes adding in different vegan proteins like beans quinoa mushrooms protein powders just there's obviously so many different vegan proteins and i used to really focus on having a lot more vegan meals and i felt amazing i think the reason for that is because when i focus on having a vegan meal that's also incorporating a lot of whole foods it tends to have a lot of like leafy greens and colorful fruits and vegetables so i think that's why not just solely the fact that it's vegan you know Um, and I prefer not to have like the processed vegan stuff. I just don't love the taste, not yet that I found. So usually the vegan meals that I have are definitely like more colorful and whole food type of meals and incorporate like a lot of beans and stuff, which always make me feel good. A lot of seeds, avocado. Also, if you have any vegan recipe bloggers that you follow, definitely let me know because I love following foodie pages as you guys know. My next one is having a wide variety of everything. This kind of goes along with what I was just saying, just having like more variety with the foods I'm eating. That doesn't just stop at food. That also goes into workouts. It goes into my activities. Like 
I'm such a strong believer in walking. You guys know this. I love adding in activity as a form of exercise, but I don't want it to just stop at walking. I mean, walking's great and that's right there enough, but as somebody who loves activity and is super active, I want to go do pickleball maybe once a week with friends or I don't know. I've been talking about trying surfing for freaking six months at this point, but you know, I just want to add more variety to everything. And this could go as surface level as like my closet, adding in more color, adding in different styles, trying out different accessories, even just for my home. Like I feel like it's been so basic for so long and that's half because we just moved here. Like everything that I've purchased for my home, it's because I love it and I know it's going to last a while and I definitely invest in my home. So a lot of the items tend to be on the pricier end and I honestly just don't want to spend a bunch of money all at once designing a home and I'm slow burning it because obviously I want it to represent Hunter and I. So it just is this whole creative process that you can't rush. But just so far it's been super basic and neutral and I definitely want to add something fun and like more personality to my home that might not mean a bunch of colors because that's just definitely not what I am drawn to but just in general variety like variety in textures variety in patterns variety in the color palette so that's definitely something I'll be focusing on next year too and I feel like I'll show more of that on my YouTube because I love showing like when we go to Crate and Barrel or if, I don't know I just could see that being a huge part of my channel next year just because we're obviously moving to a house and a house is more of a bigger blank canvas and I've also never purchased outdoor furniture before because we've never had an outdoor anything like even when we lived at my parents house they were obviously the ones that were kind of designing everything so I've never purchased outdoor furniture. I don't even think I've ever looked on a website like at Target or Crate and Barrel at the outdoor section. So I'm really excited to do that. I actually already ordered two chairs because I can't wait to eat dinner outside. That's something else on my list. This one's super specific and very probably niche to someone <laughs> that has the ability to eat outside, like a yard or balcony or the climate to eat outside. But I do really want to start having my meals outside and just being in nature and disconnecting from my phone, disconnecting from the TV. I'm definitely someone that will want to be entertained while eating. And that's even like when Hunter and I are having dinner at the end of the night, we'll like turn our TV to the kitchen table and stuff. But I think it'll be really nice to just go outside, be in nature, be in the sun, have our food and make it more of a special thing because it is special to like make your own dinner and have that time together and I love food and I feel like food is such a good like love language honestly and I think that making food for someone and sharing the meal together I don't know I just think it's really important and I'm excited to romanticize that even more so the first thing I bought for this house was the backyard chairs which I'm actually so in love with and really excited to share. We have a little patio too in the backyard, so that'll be cute. Next on the list is a little bit of a hard pill to swallow, but I wrote down notice my addictions, which I feel like I should have put obsessions because addiction is a little harsh, but honestly, there's some things that I can think of in my life that are 100% addictions, and the first one being my phone. I actually have a huge addiction to like the work side of my phone, for example, like checking my YouTube comments or checking how my video is doing, if people are watching it, checking to see what part in the video people are more interested in. Like, I just think that my brain really thrives on 
analytics and I have a very statistic side to my personality where I like information. So to have it so easily accessible on my phone is honestly unhealthy for me. And I didn't even realize it until recently. So I actually deleted the app on my phone that gave me that access so that when I do want to check that, it's more intentional. Like I have to go on my computer, I have to search the website, I have to get to the page and I just was on autopilot. I feel like I would just like click on the app and refresh it and constantly be checking it and it just wasn't healthy for me and I almost am so close to doing that with all of my social media apps and solely use my phone to text my friends, FaceTime my friends, call them and not always be just like going on my phone because I'm bored and want to scroll on social media. I don't even know how much other people scroll, but I feel like I scroll way more than the average person. And I've already really put limits on my TikTok scrolling because I used to scroll so much just to like find the trends and to keep up with what was relevant on TikTok. And I think that is important as someone who creates content to be aware of like the TikTok language and the TikTok algorithms and just everything. It makes my job easier. And unfortunately, I want my job to be easy. So I have to kind of do that. But it was just getting to a point where I didn't enjoy it anymore. And I'm never going to force myself to do things that I don't enjoy. That's something about my personality is when I'm uninterested, I'm out. I can't force it. I can't do it. If I don't love it, it's just going to be a no. And this is honestly why I've had like super quick pivots in my life where, for example, I remember when I worked at Orange Theory, I was obsessed with Orange Theory. I worked at like four different studios. I wanted to be a trainer there. I wanted to be a manager there. And I was just loving it. I like literally would talk to everybody about it. I got all my friends involved. Like we all worked there and it was like a part of my personality and a huge part of my life. But there was just like a huge part that I remember where I just started to turn on Orange Theory and I started to hate the job. I hated waking up at 4 a.m. for work. I hated having an inconsistent paycheck and having to rely on sales or I don't know. I just there was a lot of little things about the job that were becoming negative in my life. And it was like so apparent to me that I just couldn't do it anymore. Like I instantly just quit I put in my two weeks and I said I can't do this anymore it's not working for me I know myself I have a gut feeling and just ever since I quit I never turned back I never regretted it and there's been a lot of things that I've done that with obviously if you followed me for a while you know that with my YouTube or sorry not my YouTube I've never done that with YouTube but with my college career I decided to stop taking my college classes and I wouldn't say there was ever a point where I was obsessed with my classes and really loving them, but after having a lot of unexpected, annoying things happen with my college career, which you guys can hear about if you want to listen to the episode in the past that's called Rock Bottom to Success, I explain a lot of my college career in that, but there was definitely really big struggles that I had with college, and then I definitely overturned them and really focused on it for a while and was more encouraged by taking classes and stuff but yeah just something switched to me and I knew it wasn't right for me anymore and not only am I gonna continue to follow that gut feeling for the summer but I also want to notice when something is becoming an obsession like I was saying with the checking my analytics and going on Instagram going on this and that and I felt like with TikTok I noticed that it was just becoming 
something I didn't want to do. Like it was like I was annoyed of it. I didn't want to go on it and I don't want to feel that way about something that I'm doing. So I honestly don't really go on TikTok much. I definitely will check up on like my friends content because I love keeping up with my friends and seeing what they create. And I think that's honestly enough for me. I see the trends through them and I don't even post a lot of trends anymore. So like I just feel like I have a healthy relationship with TikTok now and I still enjoy going on there now that I like don't go on just for the sole purpose of like searching for trends and stuff. But yeah, I've just considered maybe like having a work phone where I have like my social media on that. I have friends who have done that. I would never like delete or deactivate my accounts. I love posting. I love creating. I was actually thinking about that this weekend on Easter. I just kind of like updated my story throughout the day when we went to the beach for coffee and then we made a really delicious dinner. Like we made a fish that I had never made before with veggies and quinoa and tzatziki. It was so yummy. And I just like took a picture of that. And then Hunter and I took cute pictures with Coco and we went back to the beach later that night and like played with all the dogs there. And I was just like filming our day and it was so fun to like go back at the end of the day and look at my stories and just like archive them on my highlights. So yeah, I love creating content. I feel like it's so fun to capture pictures. And I do get a lot of questions asking like, well, does it ever take away from the moment or how do you remember to take photos? And I think that if you just like it and it's something that maybe comes more natural to you than forcing it, like if you've ever tried it and you're like, oh my God, I can't get the photo I want and it just starts frustrating you, then maybe it's not something that you do enjoy. Like I have friends that will like take stories or like take a photo and be like, oh my God, this is so annoying. Like I hate trying to like get a cute photo and it's just not for them. But I've just always gravitated towards taking pictures and I've liked it. So I think that that's why it's something that's enjoyable in my life. And luckily it's what I do for my job. But yeah, I just think that anytime something becomes an obsession, it's unhealthy. I think everything to a certain extent can become unhealthy. And this goes for working out. This goes for eating healthy. This goes for social media. I mean, I don't know. There could probably be some things where it's not negative, like reading. But like even at the end of the day, if I think about it, if I were to read every single day, all day long, then I'm obviously missing out on experiences and friendships. And I, I just really do believe that like obsession with anything just isn't the best. And that's why I honestly try and stay away from the word obsessed. But it's also like sometimes it's just not that deep. But like the word just seems so much more strong than like oh I love this you know what I mean I try to stay away from that word I guess just with like wellness type of things because I don't ever want to give off the wrong impression especially if I don't actually have an obsession with something it's more like I'm just saying it for fun but I have two more one of them is to treat myself more and I think this is actually kind of hard for me because I always am like oh I could use this money for this or I could spend my time doing this instead when I really want to do more for myself this summer, I want to maybe go get a massage, go get a facial, spend the day at the beach without my phone, spend a weekend by myself, maybe on a staycation or doing things that don't have to do with money and just taking myself on like a reading date somewhere at the beach or like taking myself for coffee and just treating myself honestly with things that I know will make me happy and I do mean this in a materialistic way like I also want to treat myself to like outfits that I really want or if it's my birthday which is in June like I want to treat myself to a cute outfit so I feel confident but it's just obviously deeper than the materialistic things too and like spending more time with myself and slowing down and making sure that I'm 
really being fully there at my workouts and spending time on self-care at the end of the night and not just like going through the motions because I naturally kind of fall into that habit of routine and going through the motions when it's like, no, we have to be present. We need to treat ourselves and live in the moment and do things that just make you feel more alive and happy and positive. And that's just my goal for the summertime. All those words, it's going to be the theme. And then my last one is no more deadlines. <laughs> and some people are going to hate me for this one because I know that deadlines are a huge part of school, careers, life. Like we have deadlines in so many different ways. And I understand that. And I will always have deadlines. Like my job is not go with the wind. Like I feel like everyone thinks influencers just sit around and do nothing all day. But like I promise you, I have meetings, I have deadlines, I have things to do, I have briefs to go over, I have podcasts to plan. Like, I am honestly sick of trying to say that I have a lot to do because I don't need to prove it to anyone, but I think it's interesting for some of you guys who are actually curious. So I like to mention what I do in my job, but I'm not saying I don't have any deadlines, but the ones that I can control, I personally don't love. Like even just going back to what I was saying about school, I'm not a school person because I don't like the pressure of deadlines. If somebody gives me a homework assignment and they say this has to be done tomorrow, Something in my body is like, no, I don't want to do it. And I honestly hate that part of myself. I think that's where my procrastination comes in because when I have a deadline, it makes me way more of a procrastinator. That's just my personality. So I've realized that when I put a deadline on anything, if I put a deadline on a goal that I have at the gym, it's like a chore. I don't want to do it anymore. Or honestly, it goes as far as like if I schedule out all my workouts as for the week, they feel like a deadline and I don't know why it just like makes it so much more stressful for me and I was thinking about this in terms of like getting a trainer because I think it would be cool to have a trainer just so I don't have to think about my workouts. I have somebody to bounce off ideas and like ask questions to because as a trainer I'm always going to be learning and I want to learn. I don't think that I know it all and there's just so much out there to learn but then I'm like I could not just like set my entire week up of workouts and then go to it. I just couldn't. It's not in my personality type. I would literally have to find someone that is super go with the flow. And I think that's also why that's kind of my personality as a friend. Like I'll randomly FaceTime Katie throughout the day. And then there's certain times where I'll text my friend last minute and be like, hey, do you want to go to dinner tonight? And I honestly prefer that style of hanging because it's so much less pressure to myself. And I don't know. I just think I'm a very intuitive liver. It's always funny when I say that liver, it sounds like like liver, but no, I'm, I live my life intuitively and that's just what flows better for me. So I'm trying not to set a lot of deadlines in my life so that it feels more like it's all flowing and working together and not being so stressful because I have enough deadlines in my work career that I don't need to set all these little deadlines in my life. So yeah, that is my episode. Those are ways that I'm going to romanticize my summer and so excited to share more of my life. I was saying that this just feels like a fresh start and I can't even explain it just happening at such a good part of our life. And it was funny, like when we first were told that we had to move, I was super sad. Even when I was going through like my search with homes, I was just getting so discouraged because it felt like every house we looked at looked different online. And Every time I was like, oh, I kind of like this house, they'd be like, wait, how much does your dog weigh? And we'd be like 60 pounds and they'd be like, oh, never mind. So the rental market was just a scary place. And I know we actually ended up having a really small search of homes because we ended up finding one that just worked really well. But we had been looking on Zillow for like months, honestly. 
so it felt a lot longer than it looked online but yeah I just can't wait I can't wait to tell you guys about the move next week and it's gonna be a good one so can't wait to take you guys along with the ride the journal prompt this week is how am I gonna romanticize my summer so maybe write down the trips that you want to go on the people you want to hang out with the things you want to do the kind of themes that you want to focus on like I talked about today and it was honestly really fun to come up with this list for one but also I felt like it gave me a good clear vision of what I want to focus on this summer and it was like setting little goals too so love that I also want to give a quick shout out to two subscribers that I met this week and it was actually at my friend Rebecca's event I went to LA to support my bestie girl for an event that she had for her company within UCO and I ended up actually meeting a couple subscribers there and it was so cute. I met one subscriber and she was talking to me about how she listens to the podcast and that she was from San Francisco and we were just chatting and then a couple minutes later I started talking to another subscriber that also listened to the podcast and she was like yeah I'm from San Francisco and I was like wait you have to meet my other subscriber friend that I just talked to because she's also from San Francisco and I feel like if you guys both listen to the podcast you're definitely just such a cool girl for one obviously but you definitely have similar interests with each other so they started talking and then later when I went over to them to say bye they were like by the way, we are literally going to hang out because we get along so well. So I thought that was the cutest thing. Putting a face to a number, honestly, was really nice. And it just gave me a spark of, okay, I'm definitely doing the right thing. And there's definitely people out there who are in my corner and support me and genuinely like what I have to say. And it just felt really, really good. I can't even explain it. So shout out you girls. You're the best. I hope you guys become best friends. And hopefully we get to meet again if I ever do some sort of like workout in person or something. But that's today's episode. I love you guys. I hope you have the best week and I will talk to you guys next Monday. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.